Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today we're joined by Ryan Phillips. Ryan was actually a martial arts instructor and uh, wanted to open up his martial arts gym. He got into online marketing because uh, he was looking for something bigger. Uh, For his first launch, what's amazing is that he did not know any affiliates, he did not know anyone. So rather than giving up, he really hustled and he sent out 200 personalized videos to potential affiliates. He actually recorded each one of those videos separately. So he really hustled. So that that eventually worked. A few of those affiliates got behind him and uh, helped him do his first launch. All of that hard work paid off. His main product called uh, Intractor recently did $300,000 in uh, revenue. On top of that, they heavily use paid ads to bring in new customers. Uh, you don't want to miss this interview because Ryan really goes deep into his revenue stats his profit margins and how much he's spending on ads. So, he, and he shares a lot more value. Uh, before we watch the interview, please, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you are listening to this on a podcast, please subscribe, rate and review. Hey Ryan, good to have you on the show. So could you tell me, how did you first get into online marketing? Yeah, sure. So my kind of background is I was a martial arts instructor. Um, I, since I was eight years old, I kind of threw myself into martial arts and in my head, the only thing that I was ever going to do and ever going to be was a martial arts school owner. And I got, you know, really into it. I used to compete, you know, do do all of that stuff in in the younger years. Uh, and basically all of the instructors, we was part of like a franchise group. So we had martial arts school in my hometown, then the next city and the next city. So there was, you know, several instructors. I was like a junior instructor. I wasn't a partner in the business. I was just getting paid to teach the classes. Loved it. Uh, all good. Um, and every year we'd all come together at Christmas, uh, do something fun in the day, like go go-karting or go paintballing. Uh, we'd go Frankie and Benny's, which is a restaurant in the UK in the evening. Then all the kind of the older partners, they would all kind of, uh, you know, go home and us younger lads would you know go out, get pissed and, you know, have a good Christmas. That was the Christmas do. So this one year, we were were always into personal growth, personal development, and our USP of the martial arts school was instead of teaching you to be a black belt in just martial arts, it was to be a black belt in life. And that was our whole thing. So uh, we would do a lot of personal development, learning, and then implement it into the classes, especially with the kids. And our... Uh, this one Christmas, the team decided to have a life coaching session with a coach, a lady called Ina, uh, because she was coaching our master instructor, Master Jepson. And on our Monday morning meetings, what Master Jepson would do is he would uh, share some of the things that he would been learning. And we were were digging it. Like we thought, oh, that's cool. Uh, So it was like, let's let's have a session with this life coach. So we have this session half a day with this life coach, Ina. One of the things that we did was find out what our internal value structure is. Okay. Now, I was, was at 26, 27 at the time, I think. I'm 34 now. Well, um, so it was, a, it was a while ago. And, and what happened was uh, we basically found out what our internal values are. Mine were completely different to what I thought they were. As a, you know, a young man, I thought that my values were, you know, respect, power, money, you know, all of this kind of crap. Turns out that my internal value structure was uh, adventure, excitement, growth, contribution, and then so on and so on. Okay. So as part of this, I know the lady, because I partnered up with her. She said, right, everyone pair up. So I ran straight to the front. Can I pair up with you? You know, trying to, I'm always, you know, that, 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 that guy. And she said, based on your internal values, I don't think running a martial arts school is the best choice for you because at the time i was negotiating rent and rates on like a building to have my own martial arts school that where i'd be in partnership with my master instructor okay and 
she said she predicts one of two things will happen. Either, number one, you'll end up self-sabotaging later on down the line. But she said number two, which she thinks will be more of a likely outcome, would be you would have a successful martial arts school, but you'd be unfulfilled and unhappy, and you might not understand why. And she says it's because you're not hitting your internal values. So I thought, okay, she said that. Everyone has an opinion, and I like to let you know hear everyone's opinion, but then select the advice that I take from that. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was back testing it. I thought, okay, so my instructor, Master Jepson, what he would always do is he'd always say, right, Ryan, you're a great instructor. Stop messing around doing these shows and traveling and doing these competitions. Let's open a school mm-hmm. and let's make some money. Okay. That's what he would always say to me. Now, you know, being older and looking back, having more experience in business. I know the reason he said it was because he got 50% of any like money that would generate by doing nothing. So no wonder he wanted me to do that. But I would always say no. I was happy, you know, traveling the world, competing. I was nine times national, three times world champion would go, would I'd literally traveled the whole world with martial arts. And um, the reason why looking back was because of my values of adventure, excitement, Etc. Etc. If my values would have been money, success, respect, power, and then adventure and excitement would be, you know, four, five, and six on the list. Yeah. When John would say to me, "Hey, let's open a school, let's make some money," I would have gone, "Yeah, let's do it." But because my values were adventure and excitement over money, success, etc., when it was the choice between making a lot of money, running a successful martial arts business versus traveling the world, having fun, doing all of these shows and competitions. That's the reason I chose that. So it made total sense to me. Okay. So, so I kind well, of... I'm stopping you there. So let's go back a little bit. What kind of exercises that made you, made you do to come to a point where you realized your values? That's very interesting. Because most people... Real simple. Real simple. Okay. All it was, we had a, a, a blank piece of paper with yeah. loads of uh, just words on there. Words like family, friends, love, connection, significance, adventure, excitement, money, health, you know, all of these different words. So the first exercise was just to circle any words that resonated with you. So out of the, you know, 200 words on the thing, you probably ended up with 50 circles. Then you had to go through the 50 words you circled and uh, like drill it down to 10. Like, do you value money over love? Uh, no, like love resonates more. So, okay, love goes at the top. So you, you have like this list of 10. Okay. Then it was to put the list of 10 in order and your partner's helping you, talking you through it. And then you've got this list of, holy crap, I actually like value. Because how many like, you know people don't step back and look at, especially when starting a business, you know, they don't look back and go, number one, what's the goal of the business? Mm-hmm. Number two, how does that, you know, go in line with my own personal goals as the founder of the company? You know, do I want to build a company to sell? Am I prepared to put the time and energy in? Or do I really, do I just want a lifestyle business because my values are X, Y, and Z? And okay. business is a vehicle to actualize those values. Right. And that, that really resonated with me. I thought, holy shit. I thought, you know, my whole driving force just because i never stepped back and looked at my internal values because i didn't know about them was i'm going to be a martial arts instructor that's what i'm going to do and when i found out what my internal value structure was looking back and back testing it i thought crap i can see where this is going to end up me being unfulfilled and unhappy because i won't be able to travel which i love doing because i'd have to be at the single location doing the classes and teaching you know number two i'd have to do VIP in, which is the crappy marketing we have to do, handing out flyers in the day, which I hated. So, you know, when I stepped back and looked at it, I thought, yeah, it makes total sense. So I thought, if my internal values are adventure, excitement, growth, and contribution, and I'm not going to be doing martial arts now, what am I going to do? What job, career, or business can I get involved in where I can actualize those values? So I spent a couple of weeks researching. At the time, I was reading Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Work Weeks, that had a big impact and influence on it. But it seemed as though an online business was the best thing that uh, would enable me to actualize those values. So me being me, again, our USP for the martial arts school was to teach personal development and character education through martial arts. So, for example, uh, you know, we did a lot of Tony Robbins 
personal development work and Tony Robbins has the ultimate success formula. So what one of the kids, what the kids would do for their first belt, the red belt, would they have to do the ultimate success formula and we'd make it animated. So the instructor would be at the front. We would say ultimate success formula, ready, go. And all the kids would go, know what you want, have a plan, have a success coach, take consistent action, review your progress, renew your goals. Yeah. And that's what the kids would do. So, and when we would teach this, we had these mat chats we'd do at the end of the class. And when we'd be teaching this, when we would say, know what you want, have a plan, have a success coach, we would say having a success coach, it doesn't like the, the, the only way it helps you is it helps you get to where you want to get to faster with less stress. Yeah. And that's what we say. You don't need it, but it really helps. So because I'd, I'd always be teaching that and I learned that from Tony Robbins, I thought, OK, I'm going to do an online business. I need a success coach. I need a mentor, someone that's been there, done that, got the T-shirt and someone that I can actually relate with. Yeah. So I didn't want anyone from America. I didn't want anyone making you know, tens of millions. I wanted someone that was a little bit further ahead than me, someone from the UK, someone that was a bit younger. So there was three people I whittled it down to after doing a couple of weeks of research. There was this one guy who had a blog called Income Diary. Can't remember his name. There was a guy called, what was this? Lee somebody. Crap, what was his name? Lee McIntyre, I think his name was, who's an absolute beast. And now he's made so much money, he doesn't even... He just, do, he just consults businesses for fun. And okay. a guy called Alex Jeffries from Wales. Okay. So I contacted all three of them. The only one that got back to me was Alex. What did and you, what's that? What did you say to them when you contacted them? I just said, okay, I want to be mentored by you. Okay. Uh, do you have like a program? I'm happy to pay. I just want to learn how to build an online business. Okay. So Alex Jeffries was just about to launch a program because uh, he had a few coaching students, but he said, you know, we're redoing the program. It's not open. Sorry. Okay. So I, I, I like, you know, if I want some, you, you, you go and get it. That's how like, I've always been. So I just thought, well, I'm not taking that. Like I've, I can see the bone now. I just need to grab the damn thing. So I messaged him back saying like, right, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm prepared to do. This is my finances. This is all the money that I've got in my savings. I'm happy. And it wasn't enough to join his coaching program. But I, and I sent him the screenshots. I basically said, I'm willing, I want to go all in on this. I want to pay you this. I want to transfer it to you right now. It's all the money I've got in the world, but I'm serious. So he must have just thought, like, he, he either thought, this kid is serious. I'm going to take him on. Okay. Or I don't give a shit about him, but I just want his three and a half grand that he's going to send me. One of the two. <laughs> so, so I sent him the three and a half grand, uh, joined his coaching program. We set our goals. Um, and that's where that's where I started. My goal was to make uh, money within the first thirty days okay. to replace my full time income in twelve months, okay. and to, uh, and that, that they were my goals. You know, obviously, twelve months later, I was broke, had no money, wasn't making any money, but I was committed to you know achieving the goal. That I set. And that's exactly how I started. Okay, so let's talk about the period where you went from. You know, getting onto the coaching program till the twelfth month where you were not making money. What happened then? Yeah, so what another thing that I didn't know at the time is that there's, you know, dozens of different types of online business models. Okay. I just thought you create an online business, it's one thing, and this guy's gonna show me how to do it. I didn't know that there was affiliate marketing, Amazon FBA, e-commerce, Shopify, SaaS, you know, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Okay. So he was creating and launching information products. Okay. And then what he would do after launching the information product, so he'd do that as kind of like his front-end customer acquisition strategy, okay. and then he would sell his coaching program on the back end. That's where all of his profit would come. Okay. So I, I looked at that and thought, I need to create and launch a product. Okay. So I was looking at a few different areas. There was like, I know about martial arts and I know about running a martial arts business because we kind of took martial arts from a cottage industry, people paying £3.50 a class. So yeah. we introduced direct, first people in the UK to introduce direct debits okay. and make people pay. First people to have like an actual upgrade program where we would upgrade them to pay in full for three years to black belt in the first 30 days. So we'd get, you know, big upfront payment, get the commitment. We really ran it as a, as a business first. And we saw teaching martial arts as the benefit of enrolling people into a martial arts program. 
Whereas a lot of martial artists at the time, they thought they was in the business of teaching martial arts, whereas we knew we was in the business of selling martial arts programs. So I, I thought maybe there's something I could sell in the martial arts arena that would teach these people that were full-time martial arts instructors, you know, at leisure centers, not making any money, how to actually run their business better. And then the other thing I was like, I'm also, I was losing weight at the time. So I was doing a diet. I was in the best shape of my life. And a few of my friends, because I'd share my progress on Facebook, were saying, Ryan, what are you doing? And And I said, I'm just following Tim Ferriss's book, The Four Hour Body. So he does this thing called the slow carb diet, and I, and I, I bought it for a few friends, okay. sent it them. Next time I spoke to them, oh, how are you getting on? Like, did you read the book? They're like, no, it was like that thick. I didn't even, I thought I'm not reading that. So I thought, oh, you dickhead. Oh, sorry, <laughs> but that's what, I, that's what I thought. So I thought, hey, there's a bit of a gap in the market here. There's demand for people that want to lose weight. People aren't willing to go through all the research and read the big book that I read. So maybe I can make, you know, a quick and, dirty version of it so that's what i did so i created a blog called fat loss haven i created a free thing to give away which was i think it was how to how to lose weight in seven days or something did that was that an ebook um it was an it was an ebook no it wasn't an ebook it was just an email it was a seven day email like autoresponders series so at that time i didn't even know how to create an ebook so I created that, got built my list just by sharing that information on Facebook. Hey, I've got this blog. Here's how I'm doing this. I'm launching a, a, an ebook that I'm going to give away for free that teaches you how I've done X, Y, and Z, how I've lost the weight I've lost. Okay. Um, and that's what I did. And I was in that market, the health and fitness market for a while. I was making a bit of money. I was generating traffic with Facebook ads. Okay. And I would I would drive Facebook ad traffic to my opt-in page. And on the opt-in page, the hook was, um, it was, what was it? How to drop seven to 10 pounds in the next seven days without changing your diet or exercising more. That's what people opted in to get. And all I said was, you just need to drink the right amount of water for your body weight. Because if you drink the right amount of water and you hydrate properly, okay. you'll you piss out the water that you don't need and loads of people hold between seven and 10 pound of water weight. So without changing your diet, without exercising, if you drink the right amount of water, you'll drop five to 10 pounds, no problem, which is true. And that's why I gave away. And then the upsell was, hey, you know, if, if you really want to drop weight, buy my rapid fat loss diet program. And it's still on Facebook. If anyone types in rapid fat loss diet on Facebook, you'll see my page. You know, it's just crap. But that, that's, what I, that's what I had as my product. I sold it for $27. And the cost to acquire a customer was about $10. So I'd spend $10 on ads because Alex Jeffries, my coach, yeah. my mentor, he said, right, Brian, your squeeze page is converting terribly. So we don't want to spend a lot of money on traffic. All okay. we want to do is spend a small amount on traffic to get 100 people to that page okay. so we can split test the headline, split test the button color, all of that stuff, okay. basic stuff. Now, knowing what I know now, it's just that Alex Jeffries knew nothing about paid traffic. He only used joint venture traffic. So he saw the squeeze page conversion from paid traffic that I was getting to be what? terrible, whereas really it was decent at the time for Facebook ads. So I was spending... What's that? What was the conversion rate from Facebook Facebook ads on your squeeze page? For my on my squeeze page, it was about eleven and twelve percent, which I know now I would not be happy with. But at the time, it was the early days, weight loss offer, uh, yeah. general market, not targeted ads. Uh, you know, we get a lot better uh, stats now. But Alex was coming from the JV and the affiliate world, where he's getting you know forty fifty percent opt-ins because he's getting recommended by a joint venture partner so he was saying right your conversions are terrible you need to increase it okay. so i was spending ten dollars to get a hundred people to my squeeze page okay. 11 or 12 people would opt in so they would see the the offer page of the product afterwards okay. um and then one or two people would buy so i would spend let's say ten dollars to make a 27 dollar sale so i'd make 17 dollars in profit so i thought 
amazing. I've actually, I, I, I've hit the big time. All I need to do now is instead of spending $10 a day on ads, I just spend $100. And instead of making $17 profit, I'll make $170 profit. That's my full-time income. Then I can just not do any more work. I can just train all day and travel. Happy days. So I increase the ad spend. Of course, not knowing anything about Facebook ads and how the algorithm works, and I'd increase the ad spend and it wouldn't increase the sales. And I was like, right, screw this. This sucks. I'm not going to sell a low ticket ebook anymore. Instead, I'm going to sell a $2,000 coaching program on how to lose weight. And I'm just going to work with a few people. I'm going to sell it for loads of money. So I only have to do one sale a month and I can forget about these, this Facebook ad crap. So that was my big plan. So what I actually did is I put, I, I thought if I'm going to sell something for two grand, I need to position myself as an expert and I'm not. <laughs> so I need to create some good videos on my blog to okay. make me look like I know what I'm talking about. Okay. That's what I thought. This was years ago. Um, I couldn't afford a video camera. So oh. I just had my crappy iPhone, what iPhone four or whatever it was at the time, okay. made these videos on my iPhone. Now my accountability partner, Nick, Nick Farina, at the time, he we had a call once a week. We'd share. Uh, the three things we're doing to move our business forwards, three videos this week to position me as an expert. What do you think? He looked at them and goes, Ryan, they look sick. Like, what camera did you use? And I was like, I can't afford a camera. I just used it. I just used my iPhone. And he was like, mate, let's launch a product teaching entrepreneurs how to make video that looks good with their smartphone. And I was, and I, and I was like, uh, I don't want to do that, but I'll do it just because it's a learning experience. So yeah, no problem. Let's do it. What's the worst that can happen. Okay. And that's what took me to my first launch with my accountability partner. And we launched our first product in, in like a proper launch where we created the product, created buzz around the launch and launched a product on teaching people how to record video with their smartphone. Okay, let's talk about that launch then. So first of all, what was the offer? How long did it take you to actually build a course? And then let's talk about the whole mechanics of the launch. Yeah, so um, the launch was Elite Smartphone Video. Okay. And the website, I've kept it on. So if anyone goes to elitesmartphonevideo.com, okay. you'll see just how terrible the sales page is. And, but if you scroll to the bottom, I think it says copyright 2015. So it's five years ago. And right. there's a young picture of me on there saying, you know, product by Ryan Phillips and Nick Farina. And I've always kept it up and kept paying for the domain because I just thought it's funny to look back on. Right. Because we did so much stuff wrong. We had no idea what we was doing. But basically, we, we put this course together on right. how to create video with your smartphone. Okay. Um, and, you know, we launched it on the Warrior Forum. So basically, what we did is we taught people how to do it. It took us a couple of weeks to put the training together. And that was researching what you actually should do, okay. <laughs> regurgitating that information into easy bite-sized chunks that people like us could follow, you know, people that are looking to use video in their online business, but can't afford fancy equipment. Because yes. again, this was five years ago. This was back in the day that there wasn't loads of video software that allows you to make good video. It just wasn't around at the time. So we, 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 uh, I contacted some other people that were on the warrior forum that were launching products, basically <laughs> begging them to promote my product. And some uh, most people said, no, get lost. Don't message me again. Some people said, send me the product and I'll take a look at it. And then some people said, yeah, I'll promote it. No problem. Um, and, I, and I made an individual video for each person that I contacted. So because I thought that no one knows who I am, I've never launched anything before. I've got no credibility. Okay. So I thought if I make a video on my smartphone, because that's what the product's about, that looks half decent okay. and it's a personal one talking to them, they'll at least think, at least he's put some effort into making a video rather than just sending me a Facebook message saying, promote my shit. So uh, I did that. And so then we had the launch, the grand opening, uh, and Ryan, we launched. Sorry, Ryan, let me stop you there. So how many videos did you send out to those potential partners? Oh, God, 200 videos, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. 
How many people? What's that? How many people did you get in the end who, who would promote? <sighs> Probably ten or twenty people, I'd say. Yeah, that's still not too bad for the first time. Not a lot. You're completely unknown. That's still not bad. Well, at, at, the, at the time, I, at the time, I thought it was terrible. Like now, we get you know three, four hundred affiliates promote our launches. But back then, I thought, oh god, this is just going to be terrible. But at least we're going to learn something. Right. So we launched the thing, okay. and we launched it over. I think it was a five day period. And at the end of the five days, we made eight and a half grand. So I'm like, this is the most money I've ever made in my life. This is amazing. Now. Of course, that eight and a half grand, 50% of that went to the affiliates and the JV partners. Then, so that left us, let's say, with four grand. Okay. Then me and Nick split the rest of the profit. So we had two grand each, but still, that was the most money I've ever made in my life. I was like, customer list. We've just made my own next. And Nick, you make your own product on your own next and we'll promote each other's product we can promote it to our customer list and we'll, we'll both be able to keep all the money that's left over as profit right uh, and then yeah i went on to create my next product that i launched nick never ended up completing his next product okay. uh, and then you know that's how the kind of path of us uh, of us went but that was that was the very first launch that i did yeah well, let's talk about the numbers you made eight and a half grand. um how many customers did you get I think I got 300 and something. I did like 360 something uh, customers. Got it. Got it. Let's talk about now your most successful launch, any, you know, any other launch that's done really well. And what did you do different where you could have done in your first one? Yeah. So, so our most recent launch, which was last month, was a launch of a software. Cause, and that's, so I, I kind of, with Elite Smartphone Video, you know, the, the quality product that it was. Um, I started creating some information products all centered around video because that's all my list. Okay. And all the JV partners that I was connecting with were all selling video stuff. Okay. You know, how to script sales videos, how to create slideshow video software. The reason I was creating video software was not because I was passionate about video. It was just because our customers... were all vids while we created the products to fulfill that need. And so now we just do video software. So our last launch was last month. We did, uh, it was called Interactor Evolution. So it was an interactive video platform. Okay. So we launched it over four days. The process is exactly the same. We've just refined a lot of the pieces. So we know how to contact people. We know how to build up buzz around the launch. We can create better sales materials for the JVs to get more people interested. Our conversion and trust in the marketplace. We give away more prize money that attracts the bigger fish. You know, that we did, in fact, I'll tell you exactly what we did. Let me bring, let me get my stash. So we did $344,917. So let's say 340K in the launch. Now, obviously, we don't keep all that. That was total revenue. So the money that comes off that, 50% gets paid to JV affiliates and joint venture partners on board to promote our launch. and, And all of our JV partners... They're just other companies that video software. We've got a new video software that's launching. So we approach people and we say, we've got this amazing video software that doesn't compete with your software, but it complements it. And if you recommend it to your customers, they're going to love it because you recommend in a great product to them. And we're going to pay you 50% commission on the amount of sales that you generate as well as we're going to have a contest where the number one joint venture partner in those four days that sends the most sales wins $15,000 cash, like as well as 
that stuff. So, you know, 50% of that revenue goes to the JV partner and the affiliate. Uh, 10% comes off for, you know, PayPal fees, network fees, platform, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, We give away, on that launch, we gave away $35,000 in prizes when it was all said and done. Uh, but, But we still made, you know, a decent amount a profit it might have been you know 60 70 80k or something net profit which is good because when you're launching a product we see it as kind of like a paid beta mm-hmm. whereas if we want you know a thousand people or a hundred people to come and use our software we yeah. can either get people to come and use it and then we've generated no revenue and yeah they'll tell us any bugs any things they want changing new features before we take it to mass market Right. Or we could do a launch where we offer it at a really low price, so it's a good deal, and people know it's a founder's launch offer, okay. and we can get paid. You know, we can bring in three hundred, four hundred k by getting beta testers in to test and make sure everything's good before we take it to mass market. So that's we treat the software launches just as a launch before we move over to paid traffic, and that, that's what we do now. So now we do. Uh, you know, with Interactor, our video software, we, yeah. you know, let's say 340K on the launch. Okay. But then now we're doing, uh, you know, six figures, closing in on multiple six figures a month with paid traffic and the the, you know, the profit margins um, a lot better. So we're doing, you know, uh, decent amounts per day. Yeah. So with that- Interactor. Sorry, go on. Sorry, is that mostly with the paid apps where people sign up and they pay monthly? Uh, it, no, it's, it's not recurring. It's actually, so if I, in fact, just real quick before I go on to those numbers, is this going out as an audio or as a video? Video, I'm going to have to sort it out. So I'm going to have to cut this bit where it went all funny. Oh, the, yeah, that, that that's cool. I'll, I'll share my screen now, show you, because I know a lot of people talk about numbers and it's mostly bullshit. So I'll show you inside our account so you can uh, see. It's going to be basically, well, I'm going to cut this bit out, but it's going to be basically in different formats, audio, video, and all sorts of bite-sized videos as well. So are you okay with us sharing this num- these numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm transparent with everyone. Can you see our stats here? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, let's talk about them. Yeah. This is 249k cash uh our monthly recurring revenues here but the, this is with like all of our products together whereas just with interactor this is us in in april so far but this is the stat sheet just for the the paid traffic after the launch so you can see in march after the launch yeah. so the launch finished on the friday yeah. then the monday we started our paid traffic okay. so we did you know, we spent 40K in paid traffic after the launch in right. March, uh, brought in 71K in revenue, 31K in profit, cash in the bank, okay. and added 2,200 in monthly recurring. So now this month in April, yeah. we've spent 76K on ads so far. So you can see we're spending about 3K a day on ads. Okay. Reached 2 million people. Uh, cost per clicks one dollar forty seven and seven hundred and thirty two new front end customers. Uh, this is our conversion percentage. Cost per acquisition is one hundred and four dollars. Right. Our revenue is one hundred and fifteen thousand. So this, so with paid traffic for the guys listening after the launch, because the launch is important, but it's just to start your business. What you need to do after that is continue sales with uh, paid traffic. Now, how we do it is the cost per acquisition has to be lower than the average cart value. So you can see here, our cost per acquisition is $104. It costs us $104 to get a new user. Now, wow. our average cart value, because we have two optional upgrades, okay. you know, our front-end product $77. So if someone just bought our front-end for uh, $77, but it costs us $104 to get that sale, right. we'd be losing money. So we have... A pro version, which is our first upsell that converts at 59%. Okay. Then we have our OTO2, which converts at 17%. This is the recurring. So it's either $47 a month or $297 a year. Okay. That 
increases our average cart value. So anyone that purchases through our Facebook ads, it costs us $104 to get that customer, but we make $158. So that's why we've spent 76K on ads, done 115K revenue so far this month with this one campaign. Our our profit and loss, we have a a 39K net profit. So we're getting paid $40,000 cash in the bank to acquire these customers. But like you said, the monthly recurring revenue is what we want to build. So we're at 3,995. So let's say four grand has been added to the monthly recurring revenue. And we've been paid 40K to get that monthly added on here. And and the good thing is this, these numbers, you know, spending three or 4K on ads a day, you know, making back 7K a day revenue. So like yesterday, we made $4,000 cash in the bank, $3,000, $3,500 a day before, you know, all of this is net profit. Right. The, the, pos- the good thing about this is after the launch, when you continue with paid traffic, you're just getting paid to grow your monthly recurring, uh, monthly recurring revenue. And again, of course, I'm sharing our internal stats sheet, but if I go to pay kickstart, again, and the only reason I'm doing this is because I know a lot of people talk crap and they just make numbers up, but you'll be able to see Okay. If I go to, let's say this month, and not our sales from this, but just our interact evolution. So this is our paid traffic sales for this month. Okay. You can see we've done one hundred and thirty-three thousand seven hundred thirty-nine dollars in revenue, yep. one hundred and twenty thousand in net. Um, and yeah, so you can see, you know, after the launch, we do paid traffic. We make you know a decent amount every day. And the good thing is, this is just scratching the surface. Right. We've not started Google Ads or YouTube Ads yet. Our targeting on Facebook ads for selling this software is you know, very, very tip of the iceberg. Like we're actually waiting to get more support staff on before we actually scale the ads up. But um, yeah, that's, you know, again, just to kind of share that with you guys, the launch is important and you can make a lot of money launching it, but how we see it and the mentality I recommend anyone listening to this goes about if you want to do the launch model because the launch is just the start of the journey. It's just to get some users in. You can look at it as a paid beta. You can help those customers who profit and also grow any, if you're doing software, grow your monthly, um, you know, which we, we, we're kind of really honing in on and mastering now. It's great to do a launch to get the initial kind of funding in. You don't have to take money from anyone, give away any equity. You can generate that yourself with a launch and also give yourself some, some pocket money to put into paid ads. And if you can get the paid ads to work, you know, as, as I just showed you guys, you know, if, if you're making, if you're doing six figures, soon we'll be doing multiple six figures in the next couple of months when we scale. And what? it's adding several thousand dollars month to your monthly recurring you're in a strong a strong position uh, uh, one question uh, that's great why paid ads versus content, you know, seo long term sorry could you repeat that it went all crap it went all funny the, the, the yeah. technology gods was not shining the light yeah. on us it's just been funny so so i love your idea of just taking the money from launch and putting that into ads or you know growing the mrr why did you, I mean, it makes sense that you're breaking even on, on the app spend, so you should stick to that, but why not do content as well? I, th- I think you should definitely, I think you definitely should do content marketing. There's loads of other channels. Content marketing for us is going to be a big thing that we do moving forwards. The only thing that we found is that there's, you have to have one focus because like our funnel has to be, if we can increase our average cart value and decrease
cost per acquisition, we're going to make more product. going to be an information product, teaching people how to use the software better at a higher level. Now, by doing that, it's going to increase our average cart value. And the good thing with that is it just means it gives us more bandwidth mm-hmm. to get more paid ads in. So I think the content marketing is very, very important. It's good and, it, and it's better for brand building. Yeah. But again, it, go, it goes down to the goal. So our goal with Interactor right now, uh, it, it might switch because we, we might be switching and pivoting a bit to build it to sell. But right now, it's 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 an app that's our core app. We've been la- launching it once a year since 2016 is when we actually launched this. But it's it's really the core uh, cash generator in our business. So all of these new people that come in, yeah, our average cart value is higher than our cost per acquisition. But we have like a, a three, four-week back-end sequence where we got two high-ticket programs that we sell that really, you know, make more profit and and again me and my business partner chris yeah our goal for the next year because we 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 made we set these goals when we very first started wasn't to build an amazing huge company where we have you know 50 staff a really amazing office and all of that it was to add value to fund our lifestyles and and again you know i'm completely open and honest with all of our employees all of our customers uh, with with everybody now the reason we're in business is primarily to make money okay. and then the the way we can make more money is as a consequence of providing more value to the marketplace and, and i think a lot of people a lot of founders they get they 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 have this narrative that they run with that i don't think is completely honest where we just want to add value and make the best product and all this so, well no you don't because if you did you'd give away your services for free and you don't do that because you want to make money or you want to be a, a, a big dog founder on the cover of the magazine and sell your company for 20 million. Like let's just be honest to start with in the relationship kind of thing. And I, and I, I'm always really honest like that because I think it's the best way. Um, so for us, the reason why we're focusing on paid traffic rather than the content is two reasons. One, we can get results faster that way okay. and we can generate more profit because we can get more, people in the front door that we can sell out other programs to. Right. Again, it's not that we're you know twisting people's arm behind the back to sell them stuff. It's just that we know that our other programs can help. For example, we survey our customers as part of the like first week onboarding. And we found that 56% of people purchased our video software to create videos to sell to clients. Right. Mm, interesting. I didn't think that was the case. Because we we use our software only to increase the conversions on our sales videos on our funnels because right. our interactive video software can it's like the create your own adventure books it takes people down a certain path in the video so you can speak to different segments of the market yeah. so we we saw that and thought interesting we thought people were buying our software to use it in their business to increase their conversions turns out it's pretty much 50 50 but slightly skewed people are buying our software because they want to sell these videos to clients and make money as an agency so one of our high ticket programs that we sell for depending on what level you come in at between three and five thousand dollars is a program called the agency accelerator which is a six-week coaching program that teaches people how to set up and run an agency selling services to local businesses and we've had huge like so many testimonials from it because the coach for that program, Phil Naylor, he's yeah. got a $30,000 a month agency. He knows it like the back of his hand. Like we can teach you. If you want to sell something to local businesses, we can teach you how to do it, how to set up as recurring, how to acquire clients, how to invoice them. Like we have the pro- we have it mapped out. Yeah. So again, for us, it's not twisting people's arm so we can make more profit. It's if most people are buying our software to sell it to customers as an agency, yeah. Hey, we've got a program that is very, you know, it's not super expensive, you know, three to five K it's high ticket price, but the results that we get people, we've had people build multiple six figure agencies through going through that program. They get weekly coaching calls. They get all the material that we've created. So they don't need to create the invoices, the websites, you know, they don't have all that's done for them. And we found that by adding more value, 
okay. we can increase the amount of money that we make, which allows us to put it back into pay traffic. And when we have this machine, it allows us to work on other things faster. Like we've just hired new support staff. This whole week, our only focus as a company has been on the customer experience. You know, how can we get people results faster? How can we make the app easier to use? And by doing the paid traffic route, it gives us more money up front that we can put into these other areas. And that's the reason why we do it that way. And then the other reason, again, being completely honest, because I think honesty is the best policy, is we model a lot of our stuff yeah. on Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels because Russell Brunson bootstrapped ClickFunnels did, to yeah. like now it's a billion dollar company or whatever. And what he he does is he has his software as the recurring piece okay. and he uses information products and coaching programs to add more value, to make more money, to be able to acquire more customers to use the software to increase the monthly recurring revenue in the user base so we can sell it for a higher price or just so that the company is valued more so we kind of we, we see that they've been really successful at doing that so yeah. we kind of okay if they're successful doing that if we implement that and we can add more value and make more money let's try it that, that way so that's that's the, that's the only reason we're doing paid traffic over content marketing but i think content marketing is great i think that when we increase our team mm-hmm. we'll added we'll definitely definitely added in great 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 um Brian, that was great thank you very much so before you go one last question so who taught you the most your biggest mentor the biggest you know the biggest guy who gave you the inspiration and really taught you the ropes oh god what a good question in what area business personal growth overall oh, like overall overall There's so many. It's, re- it, it, it's really, really hard to, to answer. I think I th- the reason it's hard to answer is because every single thing that I've ever done has just been copying other people. Like the secret to my, one of the secrets to my success yeah. is copying what works for other people and implementing it. And, and, and again, I hold my hands up. I'm, I'm not creative. Yeah. I'm not a visionary. I'm not smart. Uh, you know, I have the same basic IQ as everyone else, if not less, but I just look at what's working for the people, test it. And if it starts working for me, then I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And I'll always give credit to, I'm always the first person to say, I'm not special. This thing that I'm doing here, like the stat sheet that I shared with you, I got from Sam Ovens. I was at a mastermind in one of Sam Ovens programs was in New York. He shared that with all of us. So I copy it, take it, use it. And you know, I, I, there's not, not been a single thing in my business that I've done original. Our main software, Interactor, we yeah. copied a company called Rap Media. It's not our original idea. Like, we just copied someone else. And the reason why is because, again, it, it's about business is about solving a painful problem or providing a solution to a powerful desire. Yeah. I wanted to create an interactive video myself. The only company that was had the technology to allow you to create interactive video was a company called Rap Media. And uh, I spoke to their sales team. The cheapest plan they had was $7,500 per year and $2,000 per video. So I went, holy crap, I can't do this. But there's a, I know the benefit of it. So I was like, if we can create the same thing that Rat Media has, but offer it to people like me that can't afford seven and a half grand a year, we offer it at a low price one time. Okay. How, how amazing would that be as a solution? So that's what we did. So our whole thing now is interactive video for entrepreneurs, small businesses, and marketers. And I think that's why we're doing so well. We're selling our software for $77 one-time fee, and we have recurring in the funnel, but everyone, every other company is selling it for thousands or multiple hundreds of dollars per month. So the segment of the market that we're serving, we're doing a good job doing that. But I didn't come up with the idea. I copied it from this other company that's just sold for like 30 million. They had like 8 million in seed funding. They did it like the the you know the funding route whereas yeah that's why it's hard for me to answer who my biggest mentor inspiration has been in the early days it was my martial arts instructors so uh rob spencer information and good work from books from robert kiyosaki's rich dad poor dad series tim ferris's four hour body that really helped me with my 
financial mindset and getting me started on my entrepreneurial journey. In the business sense, I just learned from my JV partners, really. Uh, I learned the start, the Alex Jeffries, I have to give props to him. Then all the rest is just looking at why JV partners are doing well, better than us, copying them. You know, not straight copying, but just, oh, they're doing paid ads and they're doing, you know, a vi- they're doing a video ad for cold outreach, but then retargeting people with image ads with long form copy because they're saying that converts better. Okay, well, let's copy that. Let's create a video for our cold outreach for cold traffic. Mm-hmm. Let's target uh, influencers, other softwares, but then the strong call to action, let's have an image ad in like this this format with long copy. Like, so we're not we're not plagiarizing their stuff. We're just saying this is working for them. Hey, let's implement it. And if it works, let's see how far we can go with it. If it doesn't, no problem. We'll just do something else. So in summary, and I know I've waffled on this question, I've had so much help from loads of people, but the number one advice, the number one guru that I've listened to is probably... My mate James, who lives in Sheffield, who I was telling you about, like the guy who's got the property portfolio, he's financially free. Right. If I, if I could model success on anyone, it'd be him and his lifestyle. He, he, he's my mate from Sheffield. So, so I know that doesn't really help people to go searching for information or yeah. podcasts or books, but, uh, but yeah, I just look at what my friends are doing, uh, see what's working well for them, network as best I can in the environment that I'm in, see what's working. And, uh, implement it and that's that's not the most exciting answer but it's worked it's worked it's worked well for us maybe a good thing to say for people to learn from that are listening to this is you know you don't need to go and seek out the the people that have done all these crazy things if you just look at your very small network what's working who are your competitors who are your jv partners who are the other suppliers in the market what are they doing that's working well are there any relationships that I can build with them? Is there any way I can get on call to them and see what they're doing and get them to help me doing this? And I think a lot of times we have diamonds under our feet, but we're looking so far ahead. You know, we don't see the the magic that we have in our network. And the good thing about connecting with people in your network and learning from them and modeling them and sharing what's, what's working with you with them is that it builds that relationship that enables you to have cooperation rather than competition. And it, for us, it's enabled a lot more business, especially with launches, getting our other you know, video software companies that are in the same market as us that want to sell their product to the same customers as us. By working and networking and learning from those guys and sharing with those guys, it's only helped us to make more money. So that's probably from that big, long, horrible, waffling answer, probably the best piece of advice you could get from that was, was that. And I hope that does help. Okay, Ryan, thank you very much. That was very helpful and uh, loved the interview. Thank you very much and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends and your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.